the no regrets culture would have you believing that if you have regrets, you've wasted time, energy, and effort. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to join me today. And before we dive into the episode, I want to take a moment to remind you of something. If you haven't already scheduled time to reflect, review, celebrate, and plan for the new year, now would be a good time to do so. Be proactive about taking stock of where you were at the start of, of the year, where you are now. What's the gap between those two points and what do you want to do to address that gap in the coming year? And then finally, what do you want next year? I'm hosting an informal planning session exclusively for my clients, but you could do something similar with your family, your friends, your colleagues, especially if the energy of a group experience is what will help you take the time to pause, reflect, and plan. My clarion call to you is this, please don't let December 31st get here without you having taken the time to celebrate, maybe even mourn, and then to plan. Now, on to today's show. What's your relationship with regret? Is it a fleeting emotion or one you can't shake because it is ever-present? And what area or relationships of your life and or business do you have any regrets? How many money-related regrets do you have? I know, that's quite a few questions. Here's why I'm asking. The National Bureau of Economic Research, NBER, recently released a working paper about financial regrets. Specifically, regrets older people had about financial decisions and choices they made when they were younger. This came on my radar because last week I was interviewed about the results of the study. One of the questions the reporter asked me was how people can avoid having regrets. I told him that in you know, my way, <laughs> that that's the wrong goal. That's exactly what I said. That's the wrong goal. And I told him that our goal shouldn't be avoiding regrets. And if you've been in my world for a bit of time, you know, I feel similarly when it comes to not worrying. That should not be our goal. And I could tell that me saying to him that that shouldn't be our goal, <laughs> you know, avoiding regrets, that I caught him by surprise. And maybe this is the first time that you are hearing me express it. So maybe you're shocked by it too. After all, you and I are often told to avoid emotions like worry and regret. But I think trying not to worry or trying not to have regret is futile. 
it misdirects your energy and attention. And usually toward factors you can't control. If you happen to also follow me on social media, you may have even seen the brief video that I posted the day of this media interview that I am referencing. And I'm in your ear today to elaborate on a few things that I shared in that video and that I've been thinking about since the interview. My hope is that something that I share in this episode will help you make peace with the regrets you've already claimed and reduce future ones. Beginning with this, the way I see it, regrets usually only surface after the fact when some time has passed and the outcome of a decision made, action taken or words spoken or not is now known and what you had hoped for didn't pan out. So now you're feeling sad, you're feeling disappointed or maybe repentant or you fill in the blank. And now you wish you had done something differently. You wish you could travel back in time and get a do-over. My friends, therein lies part of the problem. The idea that you and I can foreshadow the future with certainty, or the idea that if we had a do-over, that we would prefer the result of the outcome of the alternative decision made, alternative action taken, or alternative words spoken, or again, not. And maybe so, maybe perhaps that would be the case, but there's no guarantee that that is true. The conclusion that I've reached is that regret is a tricky emotion because you rarely regret what went right. You typically only regret what went wrong or what might have happened. And if you're not careful, it can lull you into believing you have a degree of control that you don't and never really did. Now, with that said, I've got an idea and it's based upon this. The future is uncertain and with so many choices comes many possibilities of potential outcomes, some of which you might embrace, others not so much. But like I told the reporter, I don't believe there is a way to avoid having any regrets. However, I do believe with some intention, you can minimize them. And this is where my idea comes into play or part of it. First, you have to be honest with yourself about what you really, really want, not what you think you should want, not what others want for you, what you want. As you scan all the dimensions of your life and business, what do you really want? What role do you want money to play? That's number one. Number two, based on what you want, identify the regrets you don't want to have and be specific. And by the way, the more courageous you are with your answers regarding what it is that you want, the easier it'll be to create this list of the regrets that you don't want to have. And the third part is identify then what you need to do today to mitigate the possibility of the regrets you don't want to have coming to fruition. 
Since the interview, I haven't stopped thinking about the cultural view of the no regrets mantra. Because this whole idea of, well, what can people do to avoid regrets? Again, I think that's the wrong thing. And I think it doesn't really speak to what I've just outlined in terms of what do people want? What are the regrets that they don't want to have? And then what can they do today to mitigate that? And, you know, I am sure that you have heard people say, no regrets. I don't want any regrets or some version of that. And if you haven't heard it, maybe actually you're one of the people that have said it. But the thing about this mantra is that it is incredibly powerful. It shapes how you and I tend to relate to our regrets, which are typically a concatenation of the passage of time, your expectations versus the actual outcome or result and the process that you experienced. But of all these ingredients, the two that you actually have control over are your expectations and some of the process, not all of it, but some of the process. And so it's why I recommend taking the time to get clear about what you want, to take the time to name the regrets that you want to avoid, because doing so will help you to be more intentional with your choices starting today. It'll help you focus on what's in your power to do right now to avoid as many of them as possible. Another thing about regrets is that they are a portal into other emotions, usually of an unhealthy kind like self-blame and guilt. But my friends, what if we flipped the perception of regret? And this is another element of my idea. So if my if the first element of my idea is to actually list what do you want, what are the regrets that you want to avoid, and then what are the things you need to do today? The other element is this. What if we flipped the perception? So instead of viewing it only through the lens of it being a negative emotion that stings and is sometimes very, very painful, you began to pay attention to its positive traits too. The no regrets culture would have you believing that if you have regrets, you've wasted time, energy, and effort. Yet, regrets can also be a source of incredible insight. It can remind you of what's most important to you. It can remind you to prioritize processes over outcomes and results. It can remind you to practice acceptance and self-forgiveness. It can remind you not to live in the past. Ultimately, when it comes to regrets, I hope you remember that having them, because we can't avoid all of them, but when you have them, that doesn't mean that there is anything wrong with you. And my great big hope for you is this, that the words of the crooner, Frank Sinatra, are true for you in every way. Should I sing it or should I just say it? <laughs> I'll just say it. You know, the song where he, the song My Way, where he talks about regrets. I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Okay. So I will not have a second career as a singer, but I couldn't resist. I just had to do that. 
But for those of you who couldn't tolerate the singing, you know the words of his song, regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. That is what I hope is true for you in every way. Well, that's it for today's show, folks. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end and, you know, tolerating my singing at the end there. And if today's episode sparked an aha or reflection, I'd love to hear more. I'd especially love to hear if you coordinated an informal getting ready for the new year planning session. Please send me a DM on on Instagram to let me know about an aha reflection or if you did take the reins and plan a session for you and other people. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do read them. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Thank you once more for listening today. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. 